The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer. We've enjoyed bringing this show since 2005. Your host is Mari Frank, a local attorney since 1985. She's a certified information privacy professional. Mari's testified many times on privacy issues in Congress and the California legislature. You may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, The O'Reilly Factor, and many more shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Mari, what's our show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the magic of money. And you know, when we talk about money with people, there is a concern about their own financial privacy. So I thought that this would just be perfect to talk about financial privacy and all that's important in making money since all of us need to make money. That is how we eat, how we have our places to live. It's so important to us. So let me tell you about our show. First of all, I've been reading this wonderful book called The Magic of Money, 21 Action Strategies to Make Money Work for You by Rich Gaines. Let me tell you a little bit about Rich. I have the pleasure of belonging to an organization that he belongs to. We're both speakers, and I thought this would be just wonderful for you to have a chance to hear him. Rich Gaines has a wonderful goal to make a difference in people's lives by expanding the way they think and talk about wealth. This is not only money, but in values and beliefs and traditions. Rich is the owner of Legal Legacy, Legacy Legal, Inc., sorry, a leading business tax and estate planning law firm in beautiful San Diego, California. For over 30 years, he's worked with thousands of businesses and families, helping them to win the wealth game by setting up their wealth structures. Rich also owns Treasure of Wealth International, where through online videos, webinars, and live events, he teaches business owners the same wealth-building ideas and strategies that he uses for his legal and tax clients. So I'm really thrilled because we're going to be talking about this book and all the great strategies that Rich has. You can find out more about him at our website at privacypiracy.org and treasureofwealth.com. Thank you so much, Rich, for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here, Mari, and I, I'm excited. It's, it's a pleasure, and I'm, I truly appreciate the opportunity to be able to share some of the ideas around building wealth and money uh, with your listeners. Terrific. So let's talk first, you know, how is it that you came to write this book? What was your impetus? 
Well, it, it goes back to about 10 years ago, and I was sitting in my office drafting some documents, and I literally looked out the window and I said, I can't keep doing this for the next 25 years. There has to be something bigger, something better, something greater that I can do with my knowledge and my experience and how to make a difference in the world. And that was really the beginning of uh, uh, my course change, if you will, into looking at how I can um, leverage uh, the ideas around wealth, the, the strategies around wealth, the structure of wealth, the thinking about wealth in a broader context. And so that led me to uh, the notion of, you know, what is it that is most important? How do people approach their finances? How do they approach what they're doing for, for their saving, for their future? Uh, and so that ultimately resulted in uh, the various different ideas and principles and strategies that uh, that I have in the book. So it's uh, it was a labor of love, as they say, and yeah. <laughs> it was a long time in coming. Uh, but ultimately, it, it uh, found itself in the message uh, that I think is uh, just so important for people out there. Oh, it is so important. And not everybody can really take the time to you know, hire an attorney to sit down and explain all that you explain or go to all the speaking engagements. So I think this is just wonderful. It's easy reading and it's very helpful. I have just really enjoyed it. So tell me, what makes your company different? You you have a vision and you have a mission. Tell us about that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So the uh, the vision that I have is that everybody should have a legacy that makes them proud. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, because I know a lot of people think, oh, legacy, you know, I have to be really wealthy to have a legacy. Well, that's not really true. Everybody has a legacy. The moment somebody, well, it's not even about death either. It's, it's just about your life. It's what you do in life. It's the impact that you make on other people. And so what's really important to me is that everybody create that that life that they want and to have that legacy that, that uh, you know, that they can say that when they look back, they can say that they did a good job. They did a good job in their life with their family, their kids, with their friends, their community, whoever that was. And, and as you uh, pointed out at the very beginning of the show, my mission is to change the way people think and talk about wealth, not just in money, but in values, beliefs, and traditions. And, and I call that a harmony of wealth. When we get to the point in our life where we harmonize the idea of money and how it affects our values and our beliefs and how we convey that notion to others in our lives, in our family, to our kids, uh, to generations. Um, so, the, um, so, the, so what makes me different is that I take a very different uh, look at how we use wealth and, and what that means to people. And most importantly, what I've done is I've made this combination of online wealth education, which is, uh, as you pointed out earlier in my website, treasureofwealth.com, and I've combined it and connected it to the legal and tax services of, of my traditional law and tax practice. So I do a lot of speaking, I have webinars, I have events, and I do uh, that, uh, that type of work, which allows me to um, reach a broader audience and at a fraction of the cost, because, you know, right. normal attorneys and tax attorneys, right, they're very expensive, and, and so this is an opportunity for people uh, just in general, businesses, families, uh, whoever, uh, to be able to get this uh, knowledge without having to, you know, pay the high costs of going to the attorney or the, or the tax attorney. So uh, that's, that's a, a huge difference um, in, um, in what I do. 
Yeah. There's a second part to that, which I don't want to get into too deeply, but um, I've been uh, very highly trained in using games and experiential learning, meaning mm. doing by experiencing in uh, in the workshops and the uh, and the talks that I use. So that's something that sets me apart from pretty much any other attorney out there. Right, right. Except for me, that I do that with my negotiation workshops. Except <laughs> for you, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, I think I I think. I've been a member of the Alliance for Holistic Lawyering for probably 20 years, and um, and it's changed names many, many times. But I think that's kind of the approach that you have, Rich, is you're looking at not just wealth in terms of money, but how do people have a lifestyle of, of giving and receiving and compassion and all the good things that make you feel good about yourself as your legacy. So I think... That's a, a great holistic approach. So that's how I see it well, you, from what you explained. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, a lot of times people think, well, you know, uh, the only reason for doing this planning is uh, in case I die and all of that. But really, it's a roadmap. What right. I really like about these ideas is that if you think about you're putting in, you're putting in place a plan, if you will, you're putting in place ideas about what you want with your wealth. And so if that's, if that's the roadmap, if that's the, the guideposts that you're using, then the question becomes, great, so how do you do this every day in your current day life? When your kids are in their teens, when they get into their 20s, you know, what are the lessons? What are the, what are the, uh, what's the education that they're receiving so that you know that um, they're being able to manage their own wealth very well? And then ultimately, you know, when there's a legacy and you're gone and you're leaving something to them, you know that, uh, that they're ready for it and that they're prepared and, and that you've really built wealth inside the family and what the opportunities are that that creates. And, and that's really the exciting part because I think most people – you know, they're kind of on the hamster wheel, you know, and they're just going about their stuff every single day, and they're not really thinking about the future, and they're not really thinking about uh, what can, what is possible in how they build their wealth and what that looks like. And so if we can get them thinking a little bit differently, and we can get them focusing in on what I call the lifetime wealth map or the lifetime net worth and what that looks like, then all of a sudden it changes the focus of uh, how they go about what they do every day and how they think about these things and, and uh, you know, getting themselves uh, out of debt, making sure that, uh, that they are using all the strategies for their benefit, you know, tax and otherwise, tax and legal and business. Uh, there's all kinds of, and financial, you know, all the, the whole gamut there. And so it's being proactive about uh, taking control in your life and, and knowing that you can have that future and that outcome that you really want, that you're creating this life for yourself. And that's what really excites me at my core. And when I talk to people that are like you, that are in a similar model, uh, you, you know, this, the holistic wealth model, uh, it, it's really fantastic. Um, uh, and there's just so many, you know, I, I'm sorry, I keep talking because I love it so much. No, no, but, that's okay. I uh, love it too. And I think, you know, we're on the campus here at the University of California. And so people need to start out with really knowing uh, having a roadmap for what they're going to do with wealth in their life and get to the point where they can, you know, be like the Facebook founder to be able to give millions of dollars, or we see this all the time, to, to be able to give of themselves and still have enough money for themselves, for their kids, for their legacy. It's, it is really an important thing, and I don't think we teach it 
ever in grade school or high school and somewhat in college if you're taking economics, but I don't think we ever get that really good understanding. And if we didn't get it from our parents on how to really think about money, then, you know, there's a real problem. So I think this is so important and it's great that you're excited about it because then you can get other people excited. You're absolutely right about that. And, and, you know, how families talk about wealth, the way that they were raised, the things that they hear, it really creates the bias and the belief systems that they have around wealth, you know, that, that uh, they become savers or they become spenders or, you know, they, they don't care about money. And, and so those uh, belief systems get ingrained when we're, when we're young. And, and you're correct that uh, the, the educational system is really failing our kids in that regard. I mean, you know, the, the credit card companies are saying, yeah, you're going to college. Here, we'll open up a credit card account for you, you know, in your name. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, you're already putting people on the credit card, you know, um, right. uh, you know getting chained down by a credit, you know, ball and chain of a credit card. Right. You know, that's crazy. And I had an opportunity to talk to high school students. It was called Foundations of Financial Success was the name of my talk. And it was uh, one of the best things I've ever done. I had just an, an incredible time talking to these students and sharing the ideas of the, the foundations of financial success and what that looks like and the challenges that, you know, you run into if you're not using these foundations. Uh, you know, doing it the right way, you can create millionaires out of your teenagers when they're older. And, you know, then they don't have to worry about are they going to be on Social Security? What kind of retirement plan are they going to have? And so these are the kinds of ideas that when we really sit down and talk about the possibilities, and again, it doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of money. It just means that you have to have the right disciplines and the right, um, how do I want to say it, maybe attitudes or, or just the right, uh, the right knowledge as to how to utilize these benefits so that you can uh, make an advantage for yourself and not be bound by, you know, the traditional systems that are out there that, you know, want to keep you uh, keep you in, in uh, I, I, love, I use the word a lot because it's really what it is, it's the hamster wheel. You yeah. know, it keeps you running every day, keeps you working. I mean, would you rather work for yourself or would you rather work for, for the credit card company? Right. You know, right. I, I'm sure your listeners want to work for themselves. They want to have the money for themselves. Um, I was just talking about this with a client. Um, I was helping her uh, to prepare her taxes, and she's going to get a large refund. And, I, and this is one of my pet peeves. And I, and I said to her, uh, you know, you understand that you've, all you've done is just given this huge amount of money to the government to, without getting any benefit from it. It's interest-free. Because people say, oh, I'm getting a large refund back. Right. No, you're not. You're just getting your own money back. Exactly. <laughs> you just gave it exactly. away. So imagine, you know, for your listeners, imagine what you could do with an extra thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars during the year, right. if, if you kept that money in your own pocket rather than giving it to the government and then going, oh, yeah, yeah, I get this refund, you know, at the end of the year or, you know, four months after. I guess so, it's their, it's a forced savings. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they, they do that because they're afraid that if they do take it and they don't have all that big refund at the end that they'll spend it and they won't have anything. So, I mean, that's what I hear people say. That's why they want a refund. And it makes well, no a, sense, right? 
Yeah, and that's the great point because that's where the planning and that's where the, uh, you know, uh, having the discipline and, and knowing your plan and knowing the goals and following those goals and, and, and making sure that, you know, you're not giving a lot of money away to the government. So, so yeah, I mean, for the, for the people that aren't disciplined, for the people that are going to spend the money, spending is the worst part of that. So take the money and, you know, do, do things correctly, absolutely. Well, you have a chapter in here that's wonderful. It's it, the name of it is "Pay Yourself First. So I know that's one of your favorites. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? I'd love to. A lot of times this comes for business owners because I know for people that are working, they may already be putting money away into retirement plans or savings plans. So in those situations, they're already they already, in a sense, are paying yourself first. For a lot of business owners, um, they think of their business as their investment. So what they're doing is they're paying everybody else during the year, and then they're hoping at the end of the year that they have some morsels and crumbs left over, breadcrumbs left over that they might put into their own retirement or savings account. And that's really backwards. And so there's a strategy that uh, we've created. It's called the sales saving strategy. And the essence of the strategy is that we want to build right into your business um, a an investment amount, and it doesn't matter what that is. It can be ten dollars, fifty dollars, five hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever the number is. But what it does is it puts that money into an account and pays, you, and you're paying yourself first. Now, what happens is, as an expense to the business, you know, I know a lot of business owners think, oh, you know, how am I going to make that extra money um, to to meet these needs and to get that expense? And the best part about the business owner is they have these unique and special qualities that when their backs are against the wall, they manage to make it happen. They manage to find the money. They go out, they get another sale. They increase their prices. They do the things that are necessary to get that extra dollar. And so what that does is that creates motivation. It creates a fire in your belly. It creates an urgency. And when you do that, what, you, what happens is at the end of the day, you set yourself up for success because now you're making the extra money and now you're putting the money away. And that creates a cycle that builds on itself because psychologically, when you start putting the money away, you start thinking to yourself, hey, I'm putting a few, you know, few hundred dollars away every month. And, and that's exciting. And, and look at this. I'm starting to build up my accounts, my investment accounts and my, reti- and my savings accounts. And, and I actually have a little extra money, you know, to go buy something that I really want to buy. And, and, I'm, and I'm actually making the money. The sales are coming in. Don't know how it happens, right? You know, right, right. I call it the universe provides. Right. <laughs> you know, we say nature, I say nature abhors a vacuum. That's my saying. Right. And I love that saying because if you think of your house, right, or your apartment, when you when you clean out your apartment or your house, what happens? It just gets filled up again. <laughs> right, right. And you, and you kind of wonder, well, how did that happen? And it's because nature abhors a vacuum. Nature likes filling the gaps. And it's the same thing with your business and your sales. You when when there's a gap, something happens, and you can go back in your experiences and your past, and you can say, you know, you can see it time and time again. I'm sure this has happened to you, Mari, where you look at things and you go, I don't know where this client came from, I don't know how this connection got made, but all of a sudden, you know, you had a new client, you had a new person for your podcast, you had, you know, whatever a new speaking engagement, whatever it was. And so that's the idea is that this, uh, this fire, this motivation happens, and that creates this, uh, this, um, this energy and these tentacles that go out that ends up 
getting you the business that you need to um, to make up for that extra expense that you put uh, on there for yourself. And, right. and so that cycle, yeah, and so that cycle ends up being a, uh, a self-fulfilling benefit and success that you build into yourself. And I think part yourself. of it is you're, you're having this expectation that I'm going to put this away. So that that in itself, that intention helps to happen too. I love the way you have at the end of each chapter a little strategy, an action step, which helps us to kind of look at what you're telling us and then have this action step, which I think is terrific. So you talk about four ideas which are really important to business owners. We have a lot of business owners that are driving by, and we have a lot of people at the university that would like to own their own business. So let's talk about those four ideas that are most important. Four ideas that are most important for business owners. Um, well, the first is you have to have the right wealth mindset. Yeah. And that really, that really gets into taking a look at what your map is, uh, what you want, um, and ultimately how you're going to get it. So I call it a lifetime wealth map, and it begins with the first thing that you do to build wealth, and it ends with the last thing that you want to do with your wealth. And I say that very intentionally. Mm -hmm. It's the last thing you want to do. So if you want to take vacations, if you want to help your grandkids, whatever that is. And so it is a lifetime process, and and we start with that mindset uh, because it doesn't matter what you do. If you don't have the right wealth mindset, um, whatever you do isn't going to work. You may think you're making money, but if your mindset isn't right and you're spending it in the wrong places and you're not using the right strategies, um, the money's going down the drain. You're paying too much in taxes. You're not you're not allowing money to work for you. I mean, imagine if you could, uh, instead of working for your money, you make money work for you. What a difference that would make in people's lives. Some do it. Some are, you know, they have rental properties, real estate properties, and they get rents. Uh, that helps them to do that. Some are in the financial services industry, and they get uh, revenue every month. So, you know, some people understand these ideas. So the mindset is one of the key uh, building blocks of, of building a business. The second is structure. Uh, structure is, is critical. What kind of business are you going to be? You're going to be a sole proprietor. You're going to be um, uh, you're going to actually be a business, which means you're leveraging other people's time and resources and and uh, having money that's coming in without you actually having to perform, perform all the services yourself, which is, you know, trading time for, for money, of course. And the third is um, the strategies. So we want to make sure that we're taking advantage of all the different legal strategies, all the different tax strategies, all the different money strategies, all the different financial strategies. You know, there's no rule that says only some people can use certain rules and other people can't. Everybody has the same access to the same rules. It just depends on how it applies to them and how they how they utilize it. So I'm not sure what the fourth one was that you were thinking so about. So you had, but, uh, you had uh, lifetime net worth, build wealth, yeah. mind map money, and the wealth triangle. Oh, the wealth triangle. I love yeah. the wealth triangle. So the wealth triangle is uh, very simply, it's uh, make money, keep money, and make money work for you. So that's the triangle. And on the uh, foundation, the two bottom uh, tips of the triangle, you have the tip of making money, which I say basically is about sales, uh, keeping money, 
is about your tax strategies and reducing debt and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, making sure your expenses are in line. And then the uh, the top tip of the triangle is making money work for you, which is where we get into you know the financial strategies of investments and you know how money makes money and, and that type of thing. And and really that's you know that that's the ideal. And I know Tony Robbins talks about um, people want um, financial freedom, uh, and and what financial freedom. Well, let me let me say it. No, he he says it a little differently. People say they want to be wealthy. Well, people are already wealthy because they have value, they have purpose in their life, they have values, they have uh, influence and impact, you know, in the world. Right. What people really want is they want financial freedom. They don't want to be broke. They want to be able to do the things they want to do when they want to do them, and that means getting money to work for you. And so that's the top tip of the triangle, uh, you know, when you when you get to that point where money's coming in and you're not necessarily having to work for it, then that's when, you know, you your options are expanded and your choices um, get are, are greater. Yeah. You know, I remember I took a some spiritual course about spiritually spirituality and money and they say that mm-hmm. money is like the blood of the universe, you know, it you if you get it stuck, if you keep too much and you aren't letting it flow, then there's a blockage. Or if you are hoarding and you don't spend it, you know, on things that are important to you, your family, your charity, your church, whatever it is, then you are again blocked. So I just wonder what you thought of that, because that was a a way of thinking about money, because I know some people who were, you know, they were kids of depression people, you know, families, and they just, they're just tight, tight, tight. They don't, and they aren't making that much money, and they're always worried about money. So what do you think about that? Well, I'm 100% in alignment with what you just said, and we probably either took the same course or we ended up, or I ended up reading the the same book or something because I <laughs> uh, I understand a lot about this idea of the spirituality and the and the blockage and and uh, in fact one of my one of my characters in the wealth mindset and the clogs that that are there is what we call the miser, and the miser is the person that socks all their money away. Well, if you think about it, it's kind of like um, your your equity in your home. For those of uh, the listeners that have homes, well, equity in your home is what we call dead equity. It's not doing you any good, because so if you have a home that's worth two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, and you got a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars in debt on it, so that's a couple hundred thousand dollars of value of equity, and it's just sitting there. You can't do anything with it. Now, I'm not saying you should leverage, leverage yourself up to the hill, take loans out, and do right, all that because right. your home is your home, and it's good, I think, to have your home paid off candidly. But the idea of it is that when you are, and, and if you think about it, you know, even when you put money in the bank, it's not really sitting there. What's happening is the bank's using it. Right, <laughs> so, right. So you're, you're not getting any benefit out of it, but the bank is. Right. M- money never just sits, you know, whether money, unless it's in the mattress. Right, um, right. You know, money in an investment account, money in a bank account, you know, wherever it is, it's being used by somebody somehow. Right. And, you know, that's how money flows. And so 
uh, so you're right. You know, the mindset is to look at, you know, what are the ways that I can make money positively work for me? Right. How do I take this and use it to, my, to use it for my benefit rather than someone else using it for their benefit? And I think that's huge. And, and one of the things I talk about in, in businesses is uh, cash flow. And a lot of times people are like, God, I made all these sales, but I have no, I have no money. Right. And how is it that they have no money when they made all these sales? Because their cash flow was wrong. They were, you know, they weren't getting paid by the people they did the, the services or sold the products to. Right. And so, you know, that, so that goes to the very idea of, you know, where is the money? Is it in your hands where you can use it as a, as a source? Or is it in someone else's hands where it's being used? Because the, 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 the more that money sits in someone else's hands and is being used by them, then you're not getting any benefit out of it. Well, that is and a perfect so, way. Would you believe that we are out of time? Unbelievable. Oh, no. Yeah. So now <laughs> that people... That is hard to believe. <laughs> I know. So that's why we're going to have to have people look at your book, The Magic of Money, 21 Action Strategies to Make Money Work for You. And it's by Rich Gaines, who we've been talking to. Rich, why don't you just give your website, and then believe it or not, it's time to go. Wonderful. So the website they can visit is www.treasureofwealth.com, www.treasureofwealth.com, and they can see our different uh, products, services, um, programs, uh, things that I think are very, very valuable for them. And they can also go to the Facebook page, uh, as my Facebook page as well on that. Okay. Uh, join in the conversation. Well, that is terrific. And I think this is such an important time when we really need to see how we can watch our finances and grow. We'll feel much better about our lives, ourselves, and we'll have more money to be generous and do all the wonderful things that I know you want people to do with their money. So thank you, Rich. And we will Keep in touch, and I'll see you soon, okay? Thank you, Mari. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at privacypiracy.org. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.